is only about 12% uh, of actually like about 10% of the total supply. And, you know, people did have the opportunity to mine or to combine the sale. And so a lot of people had the opportunity to kind of become part of the ecosystem. But I mean, I do think that kind of the, the less monetary kind of the movement aspects of this is important, right? Like if you just, um, you know, go to coin market cap and you look at some of the like top 10 coins other than like say Bitcoin and Ethereum, like you can't always give a good answer for, you know, what values does that token represent? Um, whereas, you know, for Bitcoin, you can, for Ethereum, you can, for Zcash, for example, I think you can. So I think there definitely is this kind uh, of a complicated balance between different factors. Basically, the coin can help, but too much emphasis on the, um, on just the coin can hurt. And it's challenging. I think Uniswap actually did really well with their coin uh, because, uh, like, on the one hand, uh, you, you know, you could kind of criticize it and say, you know, oh, this was only just a measure that it was kind of reactionary that was reacting to, you know, kind of sushi swap, uh, trying to kind of swoop in and... Uh, basically try to push everyone to quickly migrate over and they had a coin. And so people, you know, got into SushiSwap because uh, they just wanted to get rich off of it. And so Uniswap reacted by making their own coin. Um, but at the same time, like they did this one really cool thing, which is a big part of the initial distribution was this very uh, kind of egalitarian airdrop, right? Like basically, if you had used Uniswap even once before the airdrop uh, began, you would get 400 uni tokens. So at the time, those uh, uni tokens were worth about three and a half dollars. So the joke was like, you know, Uniswap actually delivered on giving everyone a stimulus check. And, uh, you know, people really loved that. And, uh, you know, the, the dis supply distribution uh, distribution of uni was going kind to of very widely dispersed. And the whole thing was this kind of DAO where um, a lot of people could uh, kind of participate in decision making. So I think... Uh, there's ways to do tokens well, and there's ways to do tokens poorly. Yeah, the backdrop on Uniswap, uh, SushiSwap, is Uniswap was this automated market maker, this decentralized exchange that launched, and then they sort of got attacked. They got cloned by this other one called SushiSwap, you know, joke on Uni Sushi. <laughs> and then they tried to, like, steal the Uniswap community by saying, hey, come here and we'll pay you more by giving you tokens. And then Uniswap was forced to actually create a token, which we then gave away to their community, which are called airdrops. It's like helicopter drops of money, except now it's in made-up tokens. So there's all this interesting stuff that goes on in crypto we're trying to build and maintain communities. You have to figure out how to distribute the spoils. But contrast how this is compared to, say, Facebook or Twitter. You don't see Mark Zuckerberg airdropping Facebook stock on the users, and you don't see Jack Dorsey airdropping Twitter revenues on the users. But that's exactly what happens in blockchain land. And, you know, Ethereum might have had a small pre-mine, but I do remember early on looking at Ethereum, and I think I, I, I talked to Balaji Srinivasan, one of your other guests about it, Tim, where we were looking at ETH back in the day when it was first launching, and we were just really confused because it seemed like there was this one brilliant technical guy surrounded by like 15 other people who all had the title co 